Hey folks, uh, welcome to, uh, to Rock Talk. I just wanted to mention my uh, new sponsor, Zendo Zones. Uh, you're wondering, what, what is a Zendo Zone? Well, uh, Zendo Zones are these super cool ceramic tiki characters about the size of a tall boy can, or what we call a king can in Canada. Each Zendo Zone character comes with three eight-hour burning citronella candles and... As some of you may have heard, I live out in a heavily, heavily forested area, and I use a lot of citronella in the summer. And these are way, way cooler than those old clunky citronella buckets. At night, the eyes of these tiki give off a really, really cool glow. Great to listen to heavy metal to, or sorry, hard rock to. Anyway, for more uh, information on uh, Zendo Zones, check out zendozones.com or go to acehardware.com and search Zendo Zones. That's Z-E-N-D-O-Z-O-N-E-S, Zendo Zones. And a very, very big thank you to Zendo Zones for sponsoring the episode and the show. And now, here is... Ever wonder what Vince Neil would sound like if he was a black belt in Taekwondo? <laughs> what about what his favorite McDonald's menu item is? <laughs> Just hold the pickles. This is Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Welcome to uh, Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Uh, join me on this episode. It is Creed singer Scott Stapp. He has a new solo album out called The Space Between the Shadows. And his new single, Survivor, is the most added at uh, BDS uh, this week. So just a lot of great stuff going on in uh, Scott's career and Scott's life. We, we talk about it all from him being a, a baseball coach to being a dad to being... You know, to music cares to the different charities that he's involved with. In fact, uh, I'm gonna I'm just gonna get into the episode. Uh, I, I really rather just listen to to the interviews. So uh, here is the one, the only, the formidable Scott Stapp. We are speaking with a singer Scott Stapp. The uh, latest album, The Space Between the Shadows, is available now. In fact, it came out at the end of 2019. The singles are been. All of them climbing up the charts. Uh, bonjour, Scott, as we say in Montreal. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Good. Yeah, this uh, this whole epidemic thing has gotten everybody a little bit confused, but we're we're hanging on and doing good. Um, can we just start on the COVID thing with Music Cares? Uh, Music Cares has been reaching out to uh, artists and people uh, trying to help them out. And Music Cares, the uh, Grammy uh, thing, has also been very important in your life. Um, just talk to me a little bit about Music Cares and what they're doing now, but also what they've meant to you in your life. Well, you know, Music Cares is, is an amazing organization, and they are there for everyone involved in the music community, whether that be a roadie to a tech to the artist, every, every, every level. Uh, and they're there to provide much-needed support and assistance uh, to, to those in the community, uh, you know, like right now, uh, with all touring basically being called off, you know, there's, I can't even tell you the countless numbers, um, you know, probably in the hundreds of thousands of, of, uh, you know, people in the music business, right. uh, stage hands uh, work on the road. Yeah. yeah. That are out of jobs. Um, and they're there to provide support. Uh, they, they're there to help if there's medical emergencies, they're there to give financial assistance, 
Um, and so they're definitely an amazing organization. Uh, and they definitely played a huge role in my life um, with helping me uh, over five years ago, um, you know, uh, in conjunction with my wife, Jacqueline, uh, to help get me to the right place and find sobriety um, and, uh, you know, allow me to be here on the phone with you today over five years sober and, and talking about um, a new record. Um, and so, you know, uh, I owe a lot to Music Cares and and um, and just blown about, blown away by the work that they do. Um, you know, not just for the for the names that people know within the business, but all the people behind the scenes uh, that are the, that that give me the opportunity to do what I do. Absolutely, and that and that's why I wanted to start with that uh, before we get into the album. So. Just real quick, and then we'll move on. How did you get involved? Things aren't going so good. Your 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 life is is in turmoil. You need this. Uh, you need to get sober. Do do you just sort of show up at their door and say, "I'm here"? How, how does the process work? Well, I mean, my my situation was that they reached out to my wife, um, and you know, I think she had kind of put the word out. Um, to a few friends um, that, uh, you know, does anyone have any, I want to help my husband. Um, And it got to Music Cares and they reached out to her. um, And then together uh, between my wife and Music Cares, um, they, you know, caught me during a moment of clarity. Um, And then, uh, you know, I was like, yeah, man, just tell me where to go. Tell me where to meet. Um, And I got into, uh, into a treatment center and, and my journey in sobriety began. Um, but for those that have different situations, you can just look them up online. Um, and they have contact numbers. Uh, you can contact them through their website or via phone. Um, no matter what your need is, um, you know, like I said, it's much more than just helping, you know, artists or, or, people in the community that have, uh, you know, addiction or alcohol issues. Uh, it could be dental work. It could be ER visits, uh, you know, anything to help assist, uh, the music community they're there for, and, uh, their lines are open for you to reach out, uh, and ask for the help that you need and, and, and they'll provide it. Yeah. And it's a great place. And I'll just quickly plug them. It's uh, grammy.com forward slash music cares. If, uh, if you're interested, so uh, grammy.com forward slash music cares, but let's get over to space between or the space between the shadows, uh, produced in part by Marty Fredrickson, who's of course worked with everybody from Ozzy Osbourne to Carrie Underwood to uh, Daughtry to Aerosmith, uh, Faith Hill, um, talk to me about working with Marty and what does he bring to the table and how does he sort of round out the sound for you? You know, Marty is an incredible, uh, not only songwriter, but producer. Um, and, uh, you know, we started our relationship many years ago, uh, writing songs together, um, and just collaborating. Uh, and, uh, when it came time to make, uh, the new record, um, you know, I thought I'd take my relationship with Marty and my relationship with songwriter Scott Stevens uh, to the next level. Uh, I had heard some stuff that they had produced, um, and I was like, you know what, man, uh, 
we have such a tight writing relationship. I think it would do nothing but benefit the album if you guys produced it as well. Um, and they were down. Um, and, uh, you know, Marty is such a geniusly talented artist and musician. Um, he's a singer himself. He plays drums. He plays guitar. He plays bass. He plays piano. Um, he also is a, you know, producer wizard in terms of all his knowledge of not only the analog gear, um, but the new modern gear and, and how he combines the use of both of those to get, um, the analog sound, uh, first and then through the digital platform. Uh, Scott Stevens is the same as well. Uh, he's, he's a genius and brilliant, um, songwriter, but also mixer producer, and he brings the same thing to the table. So having those two guys work together, um, you know, was just uh, a special uh, situation for me, uh, having them as producers. And, and our friendships were so deep and are still so deep. You know, I knew that they would challenge me. I knew that, that they weren't just going to accept everything I brought in or everything that I created or everything that I did. Um and, and just say, yeah, sure. That's great. Let's record it. They checked me and, and I'll, and, and I'll be the first one to tell you, I know that everything I write is not good. Um, and you know, you, you know that after writing your first record, when you look at all the songs that didn't make the album, and that should be a wake up call to, to, to young artists to, to stay humble about their own, own work. Um, and so when I went into this situation, I knew that there was going to be a push and a pull, um, I knew that them as not only producers, but also writers, uh, and at the caliber of writers that they, they are, that they were going to challenge my writing and they were going to push me to elevate my game. Uh, they were going to, you know, come back at me with different ideas. They were going to say, Hey, I think you can beat that. Go back here. Hey, I'm not liking that chord change or, or, Hey, I got this idea for this change. What do you think about that? It was, it's just, it was just a real kind of like a, a, a band, you know, we called ourselves the four horsemen, um, you know, uh, Zach Malloy from, uh, the Nixons, uh, was also a part of our team. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we called ourselves the four horsemen and we were a band in there and we were really challenging each other and, and going back and forth and, and really pushing each other hard. And, and so everyone had a role, um, and, and everyone brought, what they were best at, uh, to the table. Uh, and I'm, and I'm really proud of the work that we did together. Yeah. And by the way, Zach, Zach is great. I'm, I'm longtime friends with, the, with the drummer, uh, uh, John Humphreys from that band. But, uh, and of course, uh, Zach Stevens did work with uh, Shine Den, Hailstorm, uh, Skillet and a bunch of others. So let me talk about the, the writing of the space between the shadows. Cause here you are, you've done music care. It's been six years since the last album you're coaching little league baseball. You know you're you're not you're not known as Scott Staff, the rock star. You're you're Mr. Coach or your coach, Coach Staff. Um, going yeah. into it, are you thinking, okay, I've got to go back to what Creed was doing, and I've got to go? How do you sort of come up with these compositions? Are are they brand new, all inspired by what you've gone through, or is it like, hey, I've had these demos from 1998. I might as well you. Just talk to me about what was sort no. of the purpose going into the album, or how did you come up with it? 
Um, it's all brand new. You know, I, I took a solid two years uh, early in, in my sobriety to, to really step away uh, from touring, from music, and, and really focus on, you know, getting solid footing uh, in this new way of life, uh, getting, you know, connected with my, reconnected in a new way with my family. And, and, and I think in my opinion, um, some artists and, and other people who initially get sober, you know, they think that jumping right back into their life is going to be beneficial. I found that in the past, because there were many start and stops along the way before I found sobriety. So I knew this time I had to do it different. And in the past I would, you know, start off, get sober and then jump right into, um, you know, my, uh, we had a, a brief interruption there, but I will let Scott explain and let us get right back to this interview. Yeah. My, my ear pods died. Sorry. The, the joy of modern technology. Um, but all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, so, so, so go ahead. I don't know where we left off. Well, okay. So let me just give you a new question and we can get back to it, to it. Cause we were talking about how you sort of came up with, with the album, but and you were talking about, yeah, you know, it, you took two years and so on and so forth. Yeah. And, and then, and then about at the end of that two years, I started feeling this creative surge again, um, and started getting ideas. Um, and, and I never look at the past, uh, and never have, uh, when I'm going into a new record, it's always fresh. It's always new. Um, and I'm never thinking I've got to sound like this or I've got to, you know, stick to this specific, uh, deal. No, it's just all about what I feel in the moment. Um, and, and what comes out that day. And if it moves me, even if it's completely different, uh, I think if, if, if you listen to my last two solo records, you'll see, I, I go from, you know, some of these really heavy, aggressive, uh, guitar driven rock songs to songs that are, you know, piano, the songs that have, pop beats and and synth um you know so never reflecting and, and trying to sound like anything i've done before i'm just in the moment and and in the now uh and so you know i called the guys up uh like i said and 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 said listen let's do this and, and they were down and and we got together started writing and and recording and and uh you know the album was born it's a great album. So uh, let me talk also a little bit about touring because we, we are in this weird period where there are no tours. You do have some uh, European dates lined up for the fall at this point. We don't know if they're going to happen or not, but how do you yeah. make the adjustment for, for yourself going back into sort of the rock star lifestyle? I mean, you're, you're Mr. Coach. You've got Jacqueline. You, you've adapted to being sort of a stay-at-home father with the three kids and the whole thing. Is there any fear that as you start touring, and you did some touring, of course, in the fall, but as, as you start doing more touring and you start getting back on the road, is there a fear that you might lose the sobriety? Is there a fear that you might displace the family unit? Any fears at all? Or is it like, no, I've, I'm at a good place where I've, I've learned how to balance everything? No, you know what? Not at all. Um, I've toured consistently uh, from 2016 uh, you know, all the way up until the end of last year. Um, and so, um, 
you know, I, uh, it's something that I had done for, you know, decades prior to that. Uh, and so it's just like picking up a, and, and riding a bike. Uh, the only thing is, is I changed some things. Uh, I create a sober environment backstage, um, sober environment on my bus. And I'm very fortunate that my band, uh, they're all into health and fitness and working out. And, and, you know, so I've, I've surrounded myself with people that their lifestyle, uh, supports the lifestyle I'm trying to lead. Uh, and my wife is so amazing on balance. Um, and, you know, fortunately at this stage in my career, I can balance my own schedule and make sure that I'm, you know, uh, constantly staying connected, uh, with my kids, uh, and my family and, and plan my touring around key months that I need to be home and be a dad, uh, so I can continue to coach, uh, my son and I can continue to create music and record music with my daughter and, and continue to play with my toddler, uh, and be a dad to him. Uh, my wife is back and forth. Uh, you know, the kids, we have a family rule. We never go, uh, more than, uh, seven days without seeing each other. Uh, and so, you know, the kids will come out, even if it's just, you know, for a Friday afternoon through, you know, Sunday night, uh, you know, we're all together we're all holed up in one hotel room <laughs> and uh, just loving each other and spending time together and getting out in, in whatever city we're touring in and, and doing family stuff. Uh, and so, you know, we've really figured out uh, over the years how to, how to keep that balance and how to keep it healthy. Um, you know, I, I think, I think there's a different definition of what a rock star is uh, when you're in your early twenties. Uh, than when you're than when you're 20 plus years in the game, um, you know. Right now, it's all about just entertaining my fans, getting on stage, bringing it every night, uh, connecting with the audience, feeling it, and appreciating that I have been given this gift to be able to live and and breathe music as a job and as a career. Uh, and that's that's where my mind is now. Uh, and so that, that rock star as, as what the cliche would be, uh, you know, uh, that died a while ago. Uh, and so, you know, yeah, during that hour and a half, two hours, I'm on stage, I can't help what the music creates and brings out of me. and so call that, that rock star me. But right when I get off that stage, I'm right back to, you know, the friend, the husband, and the father uh, that uh, that I am when I'm off stage. Yeah, that's great. Now, of course, uh, Survivor is the latest single. We had Purpose for the Pain uh, before. Um, talk to me a little bit about the, the, the making of the album in terms of moving forward. You know, it took six years to get this one out. Do you want to get back on the horse and sort of have one out next year or in two years? Or, you know, has it motivated you in a sense to, to get back and, and just be more productive? And I don't mean that in a disparaging way, but how do you sort of see the next album coming out? Is it, it'll be in six years or it'll be maybe next year? No, you know, right, right now, my, my plan and remember things are, are always evolving and changing, um, you know, especially in the world we live in now. Um, but my, my plan uh, and what I have set up on the schedule is to, 
you know, in 2021, early 2021, uh, get back in, in the studio, uh, write and record a record, uh, and put out a record, uh, you know, either in the summer, fall, uh, or winter of 2021. Uh, and so, um, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I, I like this routine, man. I, I I'm, I'm back, you know, I reclaimed my life, uh, that, 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 you know, in, in sobriety and, and I love what I do. And, and we've got to, like I said, we've got the right balance and I just want to keep making music and putting out records. Uh, I almost feel like I, I've got to make up for lost time. Uh, there's a part of me that feels that way. And I'm so full of ideas and, and music and songs, uh, and that, that it's just, it would be a shame to just not go in and make a record when I have all this material. Uh, and so, you know, that's the plan, man, to get back in the studio and, and, and follow this record up with another one. Good, good. And I have a couple, a few more questions, but, uh, you know, you're talking about all these songs and wanting to get them out. Uh, you came back and, and these songs ha- have been hit singles. How important is that to you now that this music not only connects with people, but connects at such a level that it becomes a hit single? Are you at a point where that still matters or can you just go ahead and just do the music because that's what's more important. So is it more important to get this out or is it more important that it charts? And if it doesn't chart, Oh my God, it's the end of the world. Well, it's, it's never the end of the world if it doesn't chart. But, uh, I, what I think my definition of a hit single means maybe different, uh, from the standpoint of, I think when a song is, is, is a hit, it means it's gotten mass exposure. Uh, and it's connected with a lot of people. Um, and, you know, that's my goal with my music. And it has been since I started writing songs with Creed in 1995. Uh, that was, I want my music to be heard uh, and connect with as many people as possible. And in order for it to do that, uh, it has to have success at certain places. Radio being one of them, uh, streaming being another now. Uh, but still, terrestrial radio uh, in rock drives success. It drives awareness uh, of your song. And, uh, and so although I don't base my success on chart numbers and chart positions, uh, I can't lie and say I don't want success there because, like I said, I want my songs to connect with as many people as possible uh and right now that's the that's that's the, the best way for it to happen yep and it feels uh, good too it feels good um yeah i mean it it it, it does um but uh it's it, you know you have a different mindset 20 years into the game than you do in your 20s uh it's a different perception of what it is uh i think i think you know back in the day you know, it was an ego thing uh, and a self, a self uh, affirmation or, or a self. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, well, well, okay. Let me let me put it this way. Kind of a, do you find yourself you, you twenty years? I mean? Yeah. Do Do you find yourself twenty years ago being more of a selfish artist where it was all about me? And now, as you've moved on, because now you're doing Child Fund International, you're you're, you're talking about music cares. It seems to be about other people now. Is that sort of one of the big changes? Yeah, 
yeah, most definitely. I, I, I think I think a lot of people, not just uh, you know musicians and artists, but a lot of people in their early twenties are all about me, all about themselves. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say everybody, but but I think a lot. Uh, so I think it's it's common in whatever field you're in, but especially you know being a quote unquote rock star. Uh, and, and it was, and that can affect not only the closest relationships around you, uh, but, uh, your worldview and what, what, uh, you pride yourself in. Uh, and so 20 years later, my, my perspective has definitely changed. Um, and it's not all about me. Uh, and so most definitely, you know, partner, partnering with child fund, um, and other nonprofits, you know, to help children uh, all over this world and right here in our own backyard in America uh, is very important to me. Um, you know, uh, it's it, it makes it big. It makes it so much bigger than me. Uh, and and my fans have really just been amazing uh, in how they've they've latched on and 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 contributed uh, to to this cause and, and to helping these these children who have no future. Um, and are born into some of the most impoverished situations I've ever seen in my life, uh, and that just need a chance. Um, and so, uh, yeah, most definitely to answer your question, yep. your perspective does change. It, it really does. And, and I'll just, uh, remind folks, uh, you can check out childfund.org, but on their site, it says lead singer of Creed, Scott Stapp, devotes himself to helping underprivileged children. So I just want to take up that that moniker there where it says lead singer of Creed. And we haven't spoken about Creed at all because it's not a Creed interview. But are you still the lead singer of Creed or is that now something that you can move away from? Um, I, I am still the lead singer of Creed and... And will always be the lead singer of Creed if Creed puts out a record or goes on tour. Um, you know, and uh, they're, you know, with with agreements we made years ago in our twenties. Uh, there can never be uh, another guitar player or another singer if the band is to have the name Creed, and so Creed can never be Creed without Mark Tremonti and Scott Stapps. See, that's so, smart because there's there's that, been two warrants and two L.A. guns and two quiet riots. and <laughs> we, Yeah, we don't need two creeds. Yeah, and, so that, that, and, and that's why it's always funny when I see interviews and articles where they're like, former Creed lead singer. I can never be the former Creed lead singer. If there's going to be anything done with Creed moving forward, it has to be with me and it has to be with Mark. Uh, and, you know, I love Scott, uh, and Brian too. Uh, and so, you know, unless, you know, there were health issues, I would definitely want them involved in well, involved as well. And, and it to be the original members. And, and, uh, so, you know, who knows, you know, that, that even though, you know, I'm focused on my solo career, uh, I love those guys and, and we have a positive relationship at this point in our lives. And, and, and who knows what the future holds with that. But, uh, you know, right now I am focused on, on uh, you know, my solo career and, and what the future holds in that. Yeah, and, and listen, it, it seems to be a bright future because you, you put out the album, you, you're, you've got hit singles, you've got people doing interviews, there's an interest from the public. 
Uh, you've been touring. I mean, what else could you ask for at this point? Seriously, what else could you ask nothing, for? Nothing, nothing, man. I mean, I've got a, a healthy family, a, an amazing wife and amazing kids. And, and then like you just summed it up uh, in terms of, of what's going on for me and in my career musically. And I'm a very grateful uh, and humbled man by by the life that I've been given and feel very blessed. And you should be. And on, on that, Scott, I'll say thank you so much. The uh, The first time I spoke to you was an absolute pleasure. This time has been an absolute pleasure. And of course, should you ever come to Montreal, it'll be my pleasure to interview you again, show you around town, whatever you need, because I uh, love what you're doing. And I think the new album, uh, The Space, I keep saying space, but The Space Between the Shadows is just really a solid, cohesive, I think that's the important word. It's a cohesive album and fans have been loving it. And I think if you haven't heard it yet, you will love it. So go check it out. Merci, Scott. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Mitch. And, and hey, we are looking forward to getting in to Canada and, and doing a Canadian run. Uh, you know, this, this pandemic has kind of put everything on hold, but I want all the Canadian fans out there to know that we've heard you online uh, and uh, we were planning uh, but everything is on hold right now, but we haven't forgotten about you and we'll be there. Thank you, sir. And uh, folks, do check out The Space Between the Shadows. It is a great, great disc. Uh, merci, monsieur. Thank you. Bonsoir. Thank you. Bonsoir. All right. This has been Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. For more exclusive content and interviews, subscribe on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, and many more. Follow Mitch on all the socials, especially Twitter, at Mitch LaFon, and on Instagram, at Mitch underscore LaFon. Get your Mitch merch now at loudtracks.com slash Mitch.